On this episode of the Film Optics Podcast, it looks like most live-action DC movies are leaving HBO Max in July. It also looks like AMC has been planned for a full reopening in July as well. So, let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, where we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news. I'm your host, Christian, and we will be talking about the world of film, TV, and everything pop culture related, as we do every single week. And I'm joined here by my good friend and my co-host, Devin. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing swell. That's good. It's Thursday, almost Friday. Yeah, yeah, another week come and gone it's it's been it's been a long week for sure but we get we get to not watch artemis fowl tomorrow yeah i saw those ratings i was like but we do get to watch the five bloods and then the week after that king of staten island so that's going to be pretty which are are both getting great reviews yes very happy about that but there's also something going on right now Devin, that i wanted to address everyone i've not seen the playstation 5 event as of yet i promised a friend i would watch it with him uh, after he got off work he really really wants to watch it so do i so i've been going on complete loyal friend there um he's more of a co-worker but he's, he's 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 good guy you know he's he's he likes movies as well so um there's always that but uh let's just dive right in here uh before we begin today's topics you can listen to us on apple podcasts spotify stitcher google play anchor podbean iHeartRadio, and of course we are live here on thursday um evenings at 4 15 p.m central Every single week, and of course, we upload the podcast onto the other podcast platforms installments that I've mentioned before on Fridays because we understand that not everyone can, uh, you know, join in on the stream. So uh, let's start off here, man. DC, not even DC, Warner Media cannot seem to get out of the spotlight. I think this is the fourth week in a row that our thumbnails have been dc related (laughs) man they're really trying to stick around here they really are and i mean like it's a cool thing i guess but at the same time i'm just i don't know man it's it's some weird stuff do you want to take this first one all right let's see Most most of the live action DC movies are leaving HBO Max on July first. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It's it's about it's it's just I don't really know what their strategy is. It's so weird to have all these movies coming and going like so soon. Yeah, I understand. Sometimes you have to like take some stuff off, add some stuff in, but like you own these movies. I think. Yeah. I think like, I posted the there's wrong not link. an issue with like rights or anything. Yeah, it's it's weird because so it, it includes a lot of um, well, Justice League, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Suicide Squad, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Catwoman, Jonah Hex um, and the losers are all and of course, Lego Batman, which is our uh, thumbnail for this week. Um, it's very sad to see that go. But again, I understand where you're coming from, Devin, and it makes no sense because they're supposed to be coming back on. 
which is weird because it's like, why are they leaving in the first place? But I just, I don't know. It is just the weirdest thing in the world because Warner Brothers should have no problem. Just, this is supposed to be HBO Max. Like, add everything that you can. I understand there are some shows that, you know, um, that you don't necessarily have rights to back as of yet because they are on other streaming platforms. But I think Teen Titans Go to the Movies is another um, movie that is going to be taken off. But at the same time, it's, I mean, this sucks, but like, you know, we've talked about this time and time again. Um, you know, it's with these streaming platforms, you are at their mercy. And, you know, we've seen it even with Disney Plus. They put Home Alone on there for the holidays time and then uh, all three or five Home Alones and they took them off like right after. So it's weird. I don't know. But have you uh, been looking at any, uh, watching anything on HBO Max? Or you kind of just. Um, I still don't have access. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's another thing um, with. Amazon devices and Roku devices, which takes up a lot of the uh, market share for streaming. Um, and apparently LG smart TVs. And Oh, yeah. Apparently, I did not know that. So I know it's mainly just on Samsung devices, uh, Samsung smart TVs, I mean. Um, it's on gaming consoles, PlayStation 1, uh, PS4 and Xbox One. And then, um, gosh, uh, Apple TV. Uh, which I have. That's how I access it. But it kind of sucks. I don't know. Uh, it's. I mean, I don't know. It 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 sucks. That's all I have to say. HBO really needs. They 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 have so many properties, and that's what bugs me. But uh, let's just go on to the next uh, piece of DC news here. Yeah. Um, and then actually no, let's um because this actually ties. Sorry, uh, this ties into. Um, oh, I didn't put it on here. HBO removed uh, Gone with the Wind as well from their service, and apparently it's coming back. But I think the director of 12 Years of Slave wrote a piece saying why it shouldn't be on HBO Max. And I'm like, I mean, like, I get it, but at the same time, like, these are just movies, and if you don't like them, you don't have to watch them. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. I would like to watch it. I like those kind of Western you know, old timey movies. But I mean, you could say the same thing about Django Unchained or Hateful Eight. Um, it, 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 there's, there's many others, but uh, did you want to weigh on that in on that really quick? Yeah, I haven't seen it either. So I don't really know the context, but um, I could see, I could see why people would want it taken off. If it's in the same vein as like the birth of a nation, like one of those kind of movies where it like, or like of, blazing saddles. Well, not even that. Just kind of like a movie where it kind of glorifi glorifies that kind of stuff, like makes it seem like a good thing. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, I guess you could cut like Django's kind of a good example because it does a good balance of both. Because you know, it's like there's a whole glorification, but there's the no more type thing. Same thing with like Roots, but I mean, I guess it is what it is. But for me, it's just. I mean, if, there, if there's a movie I don't really care for, I'm just not going to watch it. It doesn't really bug me that it's on a streaming service. But I don't know. It is what it is. But uh, let's move on to our next piece of news here for Matt Reeves. And apparently this is a thing. Like, I didn't know. Apparently Matt Reeves, the Batman trilogy, rumored to introduce another yeah, Joker. So weird. Like, he sent that article, and then 
comicbook.com sent out another tweet that didn't have the trilogy part, and then there's other places that say it's a trilogy. It's like like out of nowhere. Else. Like this, I was talking to this one guy on Twitter, and he did link me this this one deadline article, but like it briefly mentions that you know it could turn into a trilogy. But it's like, well, the first movie doesn't even come out till next year. Like, it makes sense for something like Lord of the Rings because there's three bucks. Or, you know, um, trying to think of something else that's been adapted. Uh, like Hunger Games. Like, even though that was four movies, you have part one and two for, uh, I believe it was uh, Catching Fire. But it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. I mean, cool, I guess. But I'm not too crazy about seeing another Joker when Batman has, like, X amount of villains, like so many villains they can put in instead of the Joker. Like, I mean, like, what are your thoughts about this? Do we really need? Uh, I, just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like we need one so soon, especially since we have we had two good ones. We had two great performances. Two not good ones to, recently. Yeah, not not back to back. We had a good one, and then we had the awkward middle the child. Road bump. Yeah, they <laughs> had the the road bump, and then we're smooth sailing on from there. So it's, uh, I mean, it, apparently, you know, it reads that Joker might come back to DC Comics for the Batman tr trilogy. I still don't remember anywhere of them saying that this is going to definitively be a trilogy. But maybe I missed something. If anyone would like to let me know, let me know in the comments. But uh, it's just some weird stuff. Some really, really weird stuff. Yeah, we'll um, see. I, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so let's move on then, I guess. I mean, hey, I mean, Matt Reeves want to mix a trilogy. I'm all for it. But let's let's see how the first movie goes first. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, but uh, we got some good Spider-Man news here. You want to kick us off with that? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 started production yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. Cause yeah. I posted this yesterday or it might have been yeah. two days ago. So good to go. I mean, hopefully it won't. <laughs> what's it? What's it planned for? Twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty two. Hopefully they can get it made in time because I know how long that takes. Yeah, they said it takes like how long for every ooh for every animated? Scene? Oh, for every scene, it takes a while, especially since the first movie I believe was in like a fifteen or twenty frames per second, and I just don't know how to feel about it. I mean. I mean, I can't really say I don't know how to feel about it. I, I misspoke there. I really like the animation. It's just I don't know how long it actually takes per scene, let alone the entire movie to make. Um, but hopefully, you know, uh, I think it was one of their animators, Nick Kondo, tweeted saying uh, first day on the job as well as, well as a promotional GIF announcing the sequel coming, you know, 2022. So, yeah. My bad about that misspoken. I was like, I spaced out there for a second. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's uh, move on to a little bit more HBO news here. We got a few more things, and then we'll just head on over to Star Wars news. I think we got a few things over there. But uh, looks like uh, HBO Max uh, had uh, comments on if the Snyder Cut sets a bad precedence. Um so Tony Gonclaves, uh, uh, the head of HBO Max, decided to respond to the question as to whether or not 
this sets a bad precedent with you know going back in, letting your directors like oh uh, make their their true cut of a movie. And he says, my reference to the fandoms is the fact that we're in a space where consumers are loud. Uh, consumers guide and we absolutely have to listen as an industry i had a boss uh that said once industry and consumers aren't always aligned but consumers do tend to win which i don't know how i feel about that from time to time uh but anyway uh going back to what he says it's a fine balance and i think when it comes to video and when it comes to the uh entertainment when it comes to content consumers never had more have never had more of a voice <coughs> bless you um <laughs> but that <laughs> that doesn't mean that we'll go invest our dollars in every single fandom that exists and he also adds that he thinks the reference to the snyder cut and friends fandom is the fact that consumers are speaking we have to listen and doesn't mean we're going to redo every single movie ever made. But I definitely, uh, then he says, but uh, that we definitely have to have our ear to the ground. And I think we do. So, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, I it, it sounds... It's, it's, a, it's a sigh of relief, I think. Because I think yeah. we were both worried when they first got announced that it was going to set a precedence where every bad movie fans are just going to like complain enough and then it's going to get a director's cut right it, it sounds like he's kind of shutting that down yeah it, it sounds like it, it is a special case-by-case case situation of course we've talked about it multiple times with the uh, un, uh the uncertain tra- uh the untimely tragedy uh in zach's uh, family so yeah i'm i'm kind of glad uh, I, and the consumers aren't always right and like i agree it is a fine balance but i think that a lot of fans take it for granted when it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm the fan and they have to give me something that I want or else. And it's like, well, no, companies don't have to do anything. But, you know, it's their property. They can choose to do what they want with it. Um, like you said, you know, they're keeping their ear to the ground, which is good. I think this is more of a wake up call versus a. Um, you know, uh, oh, you know, we're just going to do whatever fans want to do or let let the fans decide it's more of a hey you know we've messed up and moving forward we'll def- definitely take that more into consideration so yeah yeah cool that's good yeah good stuff uh and then some not so good stuff i'll just tie this off here i guess i know you want to talk about some mandalorian here in a second um i just kind of wanted to throw this in here i thought it was kind of sad it looks like uh dc uh cuts ties with Diamond Comic Distributors. Uh, the publisher will no longer distribute through the industry's uh, Lee comic book distribution. Um, it kind of sucks. You know, it seems like they've been with them for a long, uh, for a while. And um, it looks like it's a pretty big shift in the comic book industry. Um, but it's just more of, I don't know who they're going with. I think they've been with, uh, They've been with DC for about 25 years, so that, that's, that's a pretty long time, you know, to kind of just pack up and leave. But uh, I don't want to get I didn't want to get too much into it. I kind of just wanted to throw that out there because I thought it was kind of just 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 a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's just move on to the some Star Wars news. You want to pick up on this uh, amazing Mandalorian John Favreau goodness? Yeah, just pulled up the article here. 
Uh, well, it it just yeah, it just kind of looks like the yeah, because you know cinema blends kind of weird. Um, because it looks like yeah, Mandalorian John Favreau explains the season two premiere day, so it's not. Uh, I not think a, it's not a great headline. Y- yeah. Um, it indicates it looks like it's supposed to uh, return October. I, I, think it, I think they're saying that um, production is complete and they were able to do some post-production work during quarantine so that they're, uh, they're good to go. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. to go in time for October. Well, that's always great news, man. You know, it's it's nice to see some of these projects have not really been affected by um, COVID. So it's always a good thing. Um, and did you want to take about? Did you want to talk about the this next Star Wars bit news before we get into the meat and potatoes? Yeah, it looks like um, Sam Hargrave, director of Extraction, um, was the second unit director for season two of The Mandalorian, and he is talking about how he's gonna up the action in season two, which I'm I'm all for. I think yeah. Extraction had a lot of great action scenes, and, and he was the, the director there, so he obviously knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people I've seen on Twitter have been, have kind of, the, the ones, the naysayers, I guess you could say, of The Mandalorian, they didn't really like it as much because they thought there would be more action. And those, those exist? I didn't know that existed. <laughs> it's not a big, you know, it's, it's always the minorities' voices are always the loudest, so... Uh, when it comes to these types of uh, things, but yeah, th- this has been some people are like, oh, you know, I wasn't really like, like uh, w- one of my friends wasn't very too keen on it because he felt like it was just moving too slow, and he kind of just stopped watching. I'm like, well, you missed a hell of a finale, man. I'm I'm sorry to, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it is what it is, but um, you know, wh- when it comes to upping the action, uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens because that that was major. I I got to rewatch season one again, honestly. Or at least the finale, because that was just fantastic. But, uh, yeah, um, let's just uh, head on over to the meat and potatoes here. <laughs> so we're done with all the comic book and Star Wars news for now. We're going to we, get We've into gotten AMC news every week the past, like, five yeah. weeks. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of AMC. Do you, you want to you start this one off? Because I know you've... You, you've been watching it closely. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a roller coaster right now. <laughs> so according to Variety, AMC is aiming to fully reopen in July, despite reports that they had a $2.2 billion loss this quarter or this year. That is... But, but they're planning on opening, which is definitely a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign. I mean, it, it's a ballsy move. I just don't know how many people are going to go to the theaters once it's open. Because I mean, I've I, seen. I think, I think Tenet's gonna be like it's gonna be a game changer, like yeah. just in deciding the future of this movie theater chain. Yeah, yeah. I it's. I mean, hopefully, I mean, fingers crossed. I mean, I'll definitely go. But I mean, if AMC is opening back up, they got to have some some strict um, guidelines to follow by. I'm talking gloves. I'm talking masks. Everything. Because I'm not going to s- every seat six feet apart. Yep, I I don't want to sit to some next to someone who's you know just willy nilly going to the store. Now, granted, there have been times where I um I went to uh, Top Golf this past weekend with a few friends. You know, I brought brought my mask and everything just in case. I always, uh, if anything, I kept my gloves on just to make sure I wasn't, uh, you know, 
weren't doing any too much, you know, super close human contact there. But it, it was a good time. But we've, we've been playing a lot of top golf in VR recently. <laughs> it's a good time. Oh, the VR takes anywhere you want to go while still being in the same place. I definitely got to check it out, man, for sure. But yeah, um, so with AMC, it's very, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping they have some guidelines because I know Cinemark or was it. Uh, was it Cinemark or was it uh, Rico? One of the two were like, oh, you know, it's just like a all your own discretion type thing. I'm like, well, I'm not going to your theater if you're not going to enforce people wearing masks. Because even though it's like semi-died down now, it's definitely going to pick up the wave number two coming uh, in the in the, uh, in the fall and in the winter. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just, AMC just AMC can't stay out of the spotlight either, man. So yeah. it's they also they also hit a, a a high point in their stock since uh, February as Ooh. they are getting more and more hopeful for a comeback. Fingers crossed. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I feel like they're coming out with all these like announcements. It's like I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> just please don't close or let Amazon buy you out. I don't know. One of the two. So we'll have to see. Um, yeah. but we have our next bit of news here. Uh, we have Disney is to develop a original musical all night long based on Lionel Richie's song catalog. Very random. Very random. I remember you sending this to me through Twitter, and it's just, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It, it's random, like you said. Um, I'll check it out, I guess. I wonder uh, why it took so long. I don't know. I, I mean, feel like they could have done this at any point in the past 20 years. Yeah. I mean, according to the Variety, the live action project is in its early stages of development and it's tentatively titled All Night Long. So, of course. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to hit uh, Disney Plus here whenever. I don't know. They obviously don't have a release date as of yet, but. Uh, looks like Richie and his manager, Bruce, um, not even going to uh, pronounce that last name, are producing the project with uh, Calvary Media and executives uh, Dana Brunetti and Matt Del Piano. Hmm. Fitting. Uh, and screenwriter uh, Pete uh, Chiarelli from Crazy Rich Agents in the proposal is currently working on the script. So, Cool. <laughs> I really don't know what else to say about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. We got, we got we got some Marvel news now. We do. We do. Marvel, uh, Marvel Studios has plans to introduce Hercules in an upcoming project. It's exciting stuff. Get him and Thor in there. Have some fun. <laughs> I think that's very interesting. Did you did you think this is what they meant by <laughs> a quote unquote Hercules remake? We're just gonna stick him into the MCU. And see um, what happens. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah, it, it would actually be. I mean, I'm I'm all I'm all for this. Like, absolutely. I I want to. It would be very interesting to see how they introduce Hercules into you know the yeah. Like, I mean, is it is it going to be this you know same Disney esque type Hercules that we all know and love, or probably a different version? Definitely, because yeah, just a big, just gonna be a big buff guy like Thor. Yeah, well, Hercules is also in uh, God of War three. You fight against him, and he has these like big, huge like uh, Cerberus gauntlets that you uh, eventually end up taking for your own. But 
He's a big boy. Big boy. He's a little stupid, but he's a big boy. <laughs> but they also, they also announced today that Marvel has plans to introduce Star Fox into the MCU. Not not the Nintendo Star Fox. Oh, uh, you got me there, Devin. <laughs> I, think, I was like, I think what? It's like, <laughs> I think it's like Thanos' brother or something. Ah, uh, I see. Is. And there was something else, Marvel News, that we kind of talked about earlier. Something with Beyonce, which I'm not super thrilled about, but I guess we can go in and swing it on in there if you want to talk about it. <laughs> um, I, I don't think anything's official yet, but there's there's talks for Beyonce to do something with Marvel um, for like a $100 million three movie deal. Jeez. Man. I don't know if that's soundtrack or... I mean, like starring role. Or, if it's I like know Black Panther Two is one of them, right? Like if 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 she's doing the soundtrack, like if she's you know lead on the soundtrack for Black Panther, not the score, but just the soundtrack for Black Panther Two, absolutely. But me personally, it, Devin had said this earlier. It's just a random hatred of mine. It's just I don't like if if she's acting. I, I just I don't I don't really care. I don't think Beyonce can act all that well. Stay in your lane. Stick to singing. I've seen you act multiple times. It's like, like I mean, if you're like J-Lo or like Haley Seinfeld, I would be all for it because we know how talented they are between their acting and their singing. It's a very, very fine balance. But when it comes to Beyonce, she's not balanced. It's it's all about, she, she obviously, we all know her as a singer. Like, yeah, she does some acting, but it's, it's, it's not like award worthy, but. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion about it. So we'll add that to the r- random hatred celebrities that I can't stand. <laughs> but, uh, hey, dude, we got, like, Bill and Ted face some music. The new trailer has been released. <laughs> Be excellent. Excellent. Party on, dude. It looks fun. It looks fantastic, dude. Let's, let's yeah, I watched the original bill and ted like a few months or actually probably last year for the first time and oh, it was really? okay i haven't seen any of the other sequels i don't know how many there were but um i don't know it feels like kind of random to bring it back for yeah. a new generation they they did add samara weaving in there as as one of their daughters so that's interesting oh absolutely yeah i mean it looks it looks pretty cool so far um let's share it up on the screen here I don't know if anyone's watching, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, we, we do this because we love it. But, yeah, it looks great. Um, you know, Keanu Reeves is back, and he's always wanted to come back to this character. Maybe we'll get that speed, too, one day, you know? <laughs> Maybe. 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 But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so down for this. Um, forgot when it actually comes out. Summer 2020. Yeah, I want to yeah, say like party. August maybe. Party on 2020? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I believe so. It, it yeah, it's as soon as they say like summer, it can go as far as like August, maybe the, the beginning of like September. But um you want to take this next piece of news here. Yeah, it's possibly some exciting and important news here. Um Candyman might be hitting theaters and video on demand. Very important mm. on September 25th. It's not official yet, but if it is true, that's kind of big news because there's a, there's this big dispute between theaters and VOD trying to figure out 
how it's going to work moving forward. So, yeah, it's you know it it's it's touchy. Uh, it's Candyman Universal. I think so. That's think probably why Jordan Peele usually is. Yeah. Well, he, well, he he's producing Candyman. He's not directing it. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, but yeah, you know, we've talked about this before here on the pod, and um, you know, Universal is just getting a bit greedy. I I don't really like what they're trying to do. Um, I mean, it's a cool concept, but it, it's essentially you know the, they're they're double dipping. Like you you can't. You, and you're indirectly or essentially directly hurting the theaters when you're giving people a choice. If I walked out on the street right now or walked in or like went over to one of my buddies' house right now and I said, hey, you know, this is real, like, like, oh, you know, like, this is a cool movie coming out. It's not like a super big blockbuster or anything, but, you know, it's directed by Jordan Peele. And, you know, like, hey, like, if it's out, like, do you want to go to the movies and watch it? Or do you want to, like, you know, run up to the Kroger down the, uh, down the street, grab some snacks, and we'll just, you know, um, you know, eat some food and watch it together? Nine times out of ten, they would probably choose to watch it at home. But, you know, it's, it's for those, like, people like us who enjoy the, uh, the theater experience that, you know, of course, we, we would definitely go see it in theaters because, I mean, especially for a, you know, thriller, suspense, horror movie like this, it, it is something that you definitely need to see in the theater. But, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's so strange this time. I don't know. I mean, like, cool, it's coming on a VOD, but it's like, pick a lane. You're either going to release it on VOD because I feel like they know that it's not going, like, let's say if, like, theaters are in full swing, a lot of people maybe will go see it in the theaters over VOD because, you know, if you put it in the theaters, you take a cut, you know, that helps them out. But it's like you're, you're either for theaters or against them. But at the same time, I feel like theaters do need to adapt a little bit. So I don't know. We'll just have to we'll wait see. and see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. You can cover this <laughs> interesting news. Uh, so it looks like Elmer Fudd will no longer carry a gun in the new Looney Tunes cartoon um, on HBO Max. Um, so this comes from the New York Times. Uh, Bugs Bunny is back. <laughs> so is the Looney Tunes Mayhem is the technical cover. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I hear it's actually really good. Um I'm assuming that this has to do with everything that is going on uh, within the world. Um, and it looks like res- the the series, it, for people who don't know Ember Fudd, he has a lot of different tools and weapons at his disposal. So um, I'm assuming that this actually has something to do with what's going on and probably not trying to promote violence through kids and whatnot. I'm scrolling through the article trying to actually find what the real reasoning is, but it looks like it's just a bunch of filler nonsense. Uh, it's, I guess uh, they said they're not doing guns, but we can do cartoony violence. Uh, TNT, the Acme stuff, uh, the stuff that was kind of uh, grandfathered in. It looks like, um, yeah, I, I guess it just looks like, you know, they're trying to stray away from gun violence when it comes to kids' cartoons, which, I mean, cool, I guess. I mean, good on them. 
it, it is what it is. I mean, it doesn't really affect me all that much, but it's got to get pretty creative with a lot of stuff now. It kind of sucks that they can't do that because of what's going on and, you know, not trying to promote, to promote gun violence to the uh, little children of America. Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you want to take this last one? Do you want me to take it? Um, or do you not want to talk about it at all? Well, Harry Potter um, author J.K. Rowling always, always saying something. This time, probably said a little too much. She's um, definitely taking some heat for some controversial transgender tweets that she made recently. She's throwing out those hot takes, Devin. No, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> well, she is throwing even, out her own. Even, even her own Harry Potter actors are going against her on this one. Yeah. Um, we won't repeat what they said or what she said. Um, I don't really know what kind of sparked this, though. Um, Cause I mean I, I she, don't want to. She just like it seems like she just says too much, a lot. It's kind of like Donald Trump, but Trump's definitely worse. But this is definitely more of like a Trump tweet, if anything. But she doesn't like Donald J. Trump, so I think this is just her being her. I don't know. Um, like I said, you know, we won't like repeat anything. Um, what they said in respect to the LBG. LGBTQ community. So, um, if you want to look at it, uh, look it up. Deadline has a whole article about it, and um, yeah, just hoping that <laughs> Fantastic Beast Three is good. I really don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I've got some. I've got a few gaming stories to wrap up the week here. It was, it was a. It was a short week for news. Not much going on this week. I know. Like I'm looking at the time. It's like we've only been going for about. Well, there's the PlayStation Five event that just happened. But well, yeah. We'll okay, wait. so we'll have to wait for that. <laughs> I'm thinking we get everyone together. We get all friends together, and we can either do a quick little podcast about it because I've not seen it as of yet. As I said, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but you're you're going to be really excited. It's, it's all us. Oh boy. Ah. Oh, oh. Woo. I am. I'm nervous, Devin, because the, we, the, we've the, been gaming for first, a while. It's the first trailer they show, and it's going to blow you away. Oh, sweet Jesus. Woo. I'm just like, nothing gets me more. Like, if, if Xbox like showed Fable, like, that's how excited I would be right now. But, and I'm really hoping they show something during Xbox's um, exclusive, exclusive, uh, bleh, wow, exclusive event. Um, they've got, they got some July. work to do. They, they do. They do get to go second, which is nice. Yeah, them. yeah. It's it's always nice to go second to see what the competition has for them, and you know maybe they'll pull something out. And be like, oh, we weren't going to show this. Now we can show this. But um, yeah, so I've not seen it yet. I would like to do some type of like discussion um, about it. I am currently working on like two videos dealing with The Last of Us, one for the first game, and of course one for the second game, but. Um, I think one of them, the last for for the first uh, game, The Last of Us. I think I'm gonna drop that on Saturday. I wrote the script for it today, so I just gotta record and um, put the magic to use. But uh, let's get back to the gaming news here. Uh, the new Batman game is reportedly imminent, releasing sooner than we think. Um, 
I don't know if we should cover this. I mean, I mean we could talk about it. I, I mean, like I said, it's you know what really happened. Much, not really much to say yet since there's nothing official. Oh, okay. Hopefully soon. I mean, I, I wasn't sure if they mentioned anything at, you know, the events. So don't tell me. It's fine. If, if they did. No, there's, there's no, there was no Batman. Oh, okay. Well, it, yeah, we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a lot of people have been talking about this because, um, as people know, E3 was supposed to start start this week. Like, it was supposed to start on, like, Monday or Tuesday. This, this is supposed to be, like, day four of E3. And... There's no E3. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we, we've known that for a while. Uh, it kind of sucks, but that's all right. Um, you know, they're doing the Summer Games Fest thing, which I really appreciate Jeff Keighley doing because he, he is a huge advocate uh, for the gaming uh, community, the gaming industry, and, you know, even um, the Video Game Awards is he, that he uh, has been hosting. It's, just, it's only been, honestly, getting better and better every year. So, I mean, Xbox came out. And when Microsoft came out, revealed a new Xbox this past uh, Summer Games or uh, Video Game Awards. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm craving for a new Batman game, though, Devin. What about you? Yes, I've, I love the, the first few. And <laughs> it's definitely in need of a new one. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, we just have to wait and see. Hopefully something will come soon. Maybe we'll see it during... I don't know. There, there, there's a lot of, you know, EA play is supposed to happen, but, like, nobody cares about that. It's freaking EA. Like, I'm sorry, but nobody does. And, I mean, if you do, that's cool. Any listeners out there, but let, let's be honest. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully new. Uh, I know they were talking about the new Batman game, and maybe it might be the Court of Owls, but, um, you know, couldn't really catch a break because uh, they were supposed to release a new Batman and Harry Potter game during E3, but... Uh, no words as of yet. So um, let's just move on to our next topic here. Um, and that is dealing with Xbox. We all know Xbox loves their bundles. We've been buying them for years. So it looks like uh, Microsoft is changing the way that you redeem codes um, included with console, purchase, console purchases in the future by integrating it with the setup process. Um, so it's called Digital Directs. It's something Microsoft is starting to implement. Uh, it, um, so Microsoft's, uh, it's essentially removing the physical media codes from the console bundles, and uh, they will associate with your account directly instead. So essentially, it's like cutting out the middleman. But I wanted to get your thoughts about this, Devin. Um, it's, in the grand scheme of things, it, it's pretty meaningless, like, Obviously, it affects you if you like selling codes that you got within bundles. Obviously, that kind of sucks, but it's just such a small thing in the grand scheme. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I kind of like it because I do understand where, like, Xbox is coming from. Like, every single time that I buy a Blu-ray player or just anything dealing with, like, extra content for a code, I mean, obviously, with Steam, it's, it's. I mean, it's essentially the same thing with Steam in a way. Like, if you buy it off of Steam, it just automatically associates that downloadable code to your account. And I think that's what Xbox is trying to do, or Microsoft, whatever. Um, but it, it it is it does seem like a meaningless thing. But I I kind of see where they're coming from 
when it's like, cause it is a bit of a hassle. It's like, how long, like how long do we have to sit here? And like, Oh, you know, you got to type in your code, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, it's only a few minutes. Um, but I do agree. Like, I mean, if someone's buying it and wants to sell the copy separately, I know with a lot of physical games, like with the last of us part two, there's supposed to be a bundle, a PS4 pro bundle, but normally, or even like the red dead two bundle with the PS4 pro, um, it would say on the back, you know, this copy of the game, not for sale, obviously any game still going to take it. So it doesn't really matter, but I guess my reasoning is, I mean, if you bought the console, like if I bought like the Cyberpunk 2077 and I bought it specifically for that game so I can play it on my new Xbox, it shouldn't really matter. I mean, I guess if you're buying them in bulk, you could do that. But it's like, I feel like you're just wasting money if you're buying like a bundle and not even going to play the game that it comes with just to get like the con- like the controller or the, the console itself. But I don't know. I guess that's just my thought process. But they are starting this with um, the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 bundle. Uh, I believe that's uh, that, that will be coming with the Xbox One X. So that that is Xbox's last uh, limited edition console before they head over to the Series X. So, I mean, like, you, you know, we were talking about it. It is a bit anti-consumer, but I, I feel like they're just... I feel like they indirectly made it anti-consumer. Like they're just trying to make the streaming process, the stream, the, the line process quicker because when you type in that code, it associates with your account anyway. But yeah, it's just them cutting out the middle, man. But speaking of anti-consumer, what? What? This last story. Oh, oh God. I was like, oh my God. I always do that. So yeah, it looks like Sony has been fined $3.5 million for $35 mis- million, it looks like. Or is it 3.5? 3.5. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, 35. Oh, my life. Um, it looks like they've been fined $3.5 million for misleading Australian consumers why they gotta why they gotta do the aussies dirty i don't know man it, it looks it looks like um there there's a huge reef it's over a misleading uh over its refund policy <laughs> and it looks like the company has been ordered to pay this amount in penalties for making false and misleading representations regarding the australian australian consumer law rights um, I know that Inside Gaming, uh, another YouTube channel that I watch, uh, they covered this story. Um, and it, it looks like uh, the court case that led to the settlement involves a series of consumers who contacted Sony over a game they deemed faulty, and they were refused refunds for two reasons. The first one being the game was purchased digitally, and uh, it had been um, since 14 days since they made their um Oh, so so it has been purchased digitally, and it has also been it had been 14 days since they made their purchase. And for those of you who don't know, really quick, when it comes to like digital purchases through Sony and Nintendo, they just straight out suck because it's pretty much like if you buy a game through Sony's um, PlayStation Store, and if you buy it and you don't download it within 14 days you can return it. But if you download it and contact the customer service, they give, it's like pulling teeth because it's happened to me before with a few games. I just decided I, I put like maybe like an hour in. I was like, you know what? This was a mistake. 
I, I mean, I straight up told them, yeah, like it's downloaded, whatever, whatever. It was like pulling teeth trying to get that stuff back. But with Nintendo, if you buy something digitally, you're not like 99.99%. You're not getting your stuff back. You're not getting your money back at all. But um, it looks like um, for, for Australia, um, the consumer rights, uh, consumer guarantee rights does not expire after uh, ad digital prod, um, product has been downloaded and certainly does not appear after the 14 days or anywhere uh, or, or any other arbitrary date claimed by a game store or developers. D developers. So it looks like it was just a false statement on Sony's part. I guess they kind of did a little bit of a slip up. I mean, this happens with companies from time to time, but... Um, yeah, Sony do better. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say um, about that. But was there anything else you wanted to bring up before we uh, close out here? I'll just I'll just give you one of the one of the major announcements Sony had today: NBA Two K Twenty One. Ooh, shocker! Shocker! <laughs> that's cool. Uh, that's that's the one I'll tell you. Oh, oh, that's the. Little spoil oh, from from PlayStation Five. Yeah, I'm not gonna care about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, oh, dude, they're making a new Madden. What? Another <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, nobody cares about that. <laughs> I mean, sports fans, cool, but I mean, people want the exclusive game. So I'm, wow. Anyway, um, that pretty much does it here for this episode. Um, here, uh, headline hot takes here on the Film Optics podcast. I think this is our 19th news episode since we started the news episode. It's pretty crazy. We're almost at our 100th podcast episode overall as well. I think we're wow. about a few times off, a few, few, few weeks off, or a few uploads off. So I think we're around like 94, 95. But um, as always, uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and of course here on YouTube, uh, live streaming every Thursday evening at um, 4 p.m. Central Time. And I believe we are reviewing what's coming up on the list. I already mentioned uh, the videos that I am uh, preparing, but that's just more of a personal thing that I uh, like to put on our podcast but we're reviewing the defy bloods comes out tomorrow that's a lot of yeah. fun so that's the new spike lee joint coming out on netflix if you haven't uh checked it out uh for those listening on friday you're you're probably listening to this on friday so go listen to it what are you doing standing around listening to listening to us all day we're not any important we're, we're not that important but yeah so we are reviewing the five uh defy bloods this week um, for this Sunday's episode, and I believe uh, next Sunday we will be reviewing uh, King of Staten Island. So we're gonna yes. start spacing out a little bit. You know, we can't get to every single movie as soon as they drop, but I feel like it's. And we will not be reviewing Arden's Foul. Thankfully, <laughs> I mean, if you want to, you can you can do a little solo. Uh, I, I I got enough of my plate. I got enough of my plate already. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, I, I might watch it at that some great point. Great value, Harry Potter. <sighs> great. <laughs> it's like, yeah, or great value, Men in Black. It just looks so bad. Like, who greenlit that idea? 
I mean, like, if you're going to do it, I know it's based off the books. That's fine. But um, <laughs> why? <laughs> I'll definitely check it out. But no, I will not be reviewing anything dealing with that. So uh, that pretty much does it here for uh, this uh, this podcast. So, um, yeah, uh, keep a lookout for our Defy Bloods review and we uh, for the Sunday. And we'll see you all in the next one. Peace.